Hello and welcome to the Decades of Strength. This is Kim hosting today. And of course I have with me Marcy Nevin and Katie Crocus. Hi ladies. Hi Kim. How's everybody doing today? Hanging in. Yeah. Same, same. Hanging in there. Wishing it was warmer than it was. Wishing vacation was closer than it is. You know. <laughs> Wait, are you going on vacation sometimes now? Uh, at the end of our middle of March, we're going down to Naples in Florida. We we got home from Colorado exactly 12 days ago. And my family's like, so looking at their watches in the calendar, when do we get to leave again? Because <laughs> it's, it's like January in Wisconsin is just kind of crappy. Like unless you're going to just put on the layers and go ice skating and go skiing, which we can certainly do. Um, but, you know, it's every now and then it's just like, oh, God, I miss the sunshine, you know? Yeah. Sunshine. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. I could use a vacation right about now. So I'm going to jump into our episode here. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear it, my voice. I'm extremely tired. I <laughs> if you could see me, you'd see I'm in the middle of launching my um, new Fitter After 40 program, which I'm really excited about. But working up to a launch is a business model that just takes a lot of energy. And I had something the other day that happened to me that I'm just still not <laughs> recovered from. And so we're going to share some embarrassing moments with you all and talk about recovering when we're disappointed in ourselves. We're going to share some funny, embarrassing stories. And this one is funny. It's just is not funny to me yet. <laughs> and I laugh when I talk about it because if I don't, like I'm literally starting to cry. You guys can see like it makes me so it makes me so upset that this happened because I take my business super seriously. Right. Um, Kim, I want to hug you already. I know. <laughs> it's what I was just telling the ladies before we got on. I don't even know how I'm in this position because six or seven years ago, I was just a girl who discovered she really likes strength training. And I was like, <laughs> wouldn't it be cool to help other people do this? <laughs> I'm going to help a couple of ladies. And so I started having people come to my basement and train them. And now I find myself running this massive business. like, And I just feel all this pressure because, you know, like, I have a lot of people counting on me and, um, I, I just do all these big things and I didn't plan on doing them. And the other day on, on Sunday, I had a meltdown in my kitchen and I'm like, I just want to go back to it. I'm helping a couple of people in my basement. I'm not doing that. So if you're a client of mine, don't be like, oh my gosh, Kim's quitting. I'm not, but I was just having a panic moment. And he, here's what happened as part of launching this course, which is new to me. It's only been three quarters of a year that I've been launching courses. My business model for the rest of these many years has been, I help one person at a time. We hop on a phone, on the phone, and I'm like, here's what I do. And if they want to join me, they're like, cool, I'll send you my first payment. And that's all it is. There's nothing nothing high tech about it whatsoever. And that's what I've done for all of these years. Well, starting last March, I started with this course. I, I have this amazing platform and it delivers a beautiful course to the women who buy it. Like when you get it, wow, it just runs so seamlessly. But the back end of that is rather high tech. Guys, I'm not a high tech person. <laughs> and so I just fumble my way along and it's gone really well. But there are some moments I'm like, what, what am I doing? And part of this amazing platform is that they help me as a business owner from the moment I say like, hey, I'm going to offer this free class. There's a lot of stuff that happens from the time, like, how do you tell people you want to offer the free class? And then how do they get the registration? There's all these little technical pieces to it. And so they build it out for you and you just have to click buttons and then add in what you want to have happen. Okay. Which sounds really easy, (laughs) but if you like mess up certain steps, stuff can happen because they're, they, and they add in all these like marketing promotional emails and they just build them in there for you. And then you go in and adjust them and they put some crazy amount. It's like 10 emails. I'm thinking, I'm not sending people 10 emails. Like nobody wants to hear from me that many times, 
But it's up to me as the business owner to go in and adjust the various things. And they literally, they don't just have a button that says send email here. They put in a template and it could be all different kinds of things. And it's very salesy. And look, clearly I'm, I'm selling something, right? I sell my course and I don't, I don't hide the fact that I make money from this. It's my business, right? But when you're selling things, it's not like a very, at least my business model. I'm not like a used car salesman, like in your face kind of person. That's not how I run. Well, what happened was I did not somehow notice that in this series that they have sent for me, that there was an email getting ready to go out and it went out to hundreds and hundreds of people, but I had never adjusted it. And so hundreds of people who had registered for my class and should have gotten an email from me basically saying like, Hey, super excited. You registered. Here's a reminder of when it starts. Here's the link. Remember, here's what we're talking about. I'll see you there in 48 hours. Instead, they got this template from some marketing guru that was waiting for me to fill it out. And it said among other things, because it just like, it just makes me sick to my stomach. It said among other things, it would say their name. It said, have you struggled with parentheses, articulate your audience's top one to three problems related to your webinar topic. I did too, just like you. And then in parentheses, feel free to expand on your story in the process of getting to where you are today smiley face and like it just goes on and on like it's yeah. so it's so bad <laughs> that's cringy it's cringy really cringy and it went out to a hundred like hundreds of people not a hundred people and I realized I just gotten home from church and I'm standing like I'm seriously I'm trying not to cry again I'm standing oh. at my kitchen counter with my kids and my husband and we're, we're just like talking and laughing and the kids are making lunch and then I see this text from my assistant and it's like just like Kim I got a really weird email from you. Did you mean to send this? And then I saw a screenshot and I, I, as soon as I saw it, I couldn't even like look at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't send an email. I didn't send an email. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it was one of those moments. You have those moments when you get embarrassed and like, like you just know you did something and you're like, oh shoot, did I, and you can't, like you want to take it back and mm-hmm. you can't. Oh yes. Like, that pit in your stomach. Like I like my hands, like flew up to my face and I am not a swearer guys. I said a stream of obscenity, <laughs> you know, like you hear me on here. Like, I don't swear. I'm like, Oh gee whiz. Right. That's not what was coming out of my mouth in my kitchen that day. And I was like, literally like walking in circles. Like I couldn't, I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> and, like, during, like, I, I couldn't get it together for a moment. And, <laughs> and I was just super embarrassed and I sat down and I'm like, I clearly, I need to message all of these people. (laughs) Like, what am I going to say to them? And it did take me a while to recover and like take a breath. And actually I had to like pull the bandaid off and look and see what did I actually send them? What did it say? And then figure out like, okay, what am I going to say next? Because it's, it's one of those moments. Like it reminds me of like, if you embarrass yourself, like you're at a restaurant and you come out of the bathroom and you've accidentally tucked your, tucked your dress into your underwear, right? Like nobody's surprised you're wearing underwear. Everybody knows you are, but they're just not supposed to see it. And it's the Mm -hmm. same way with this. Everybody knows that like, I'm selling them this program. They're just not supposed to see under the hood. Right. (laughs) I really felt like I just walked into the restaurant with my dress tucked into my underpants. Oh, I love that analogy. Yeah, that is good. It it seemed perfectly uh, transitioned. Oh, Kim. So, So, so what did you do? So I sent, I sat there and it took me a while to like draft this email. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm just going to talk to these people. Like they're my friends, right? Cause a lot of them they're, they know me from social media and I'm going to be like, well, that was embarrassing basically. And so I just sent an email and it, you know, because I do write my own emails, I don't use these weird draft things. And I put a lot of time 
and, and people listening might not know that those of us who write social media posts, if you read a social media post, you might be like, not think about the time that went into it. A caption for a social media post for me typically takes like 30 to 45 minutes to write. Like it's not, I'm yeah. not like dashing off my grocery list. So an mm-hmm. email that I send to you, that's a few paragraphs long. It probably took me a couple hours to write guys. Like mm-hmm. this is not small potatoes. This is mm-hmm. not, uh, so it took me a couple of hours to like draft what I wanted to say, because I didn't, I don't want to come off as like insincere because I'm not like, I really care about this. And I also didn't want to come off, um, you know, feeling defensive or just anyway. And so I just had to sit with it and I wrote an email and I basically started by saying, get any weird emails lately? (laughs) Perfect. Uh, No, a little self-deprecating humor. And then, um, just kind of heartfelt expressed, like, why I wanted them to, why I wanted to share this with them. And just like, I always tell them, and this is kind of what our topic is today. First, we're going to hear you ladies, your embarrassing moments, but the idea of like, look, we all have baubles in our life. Like we have a certain plan and it's going really well. And then like, we disappoint ourselves and like, we just drop a ball and we drop the ball big time. How do we recover from it? And so that's what we're going to talk about. But before we talk about that, I want to give you ladies a chance to share an embarrassing moment with us. Marcy. Hold, really quick. Hold up. Hold up. Take a step back. Did you get any responses from the email that you sent from people like, no worries. It's okay. Oh, like, yeah. I got a lot. Yeah. I got a lot of people message back and they're like, oh gosh, Kim. I mean, <laughs> and they're like, I feel really bad for you. And they're like, no, don't worry. Like we know your heart's going to get, it was really, I had so many people say really nice things. Um, yeah. And like one of my favorite quotes, Brene Brown, shame cannot survive being spoken. Not that you're feeling like shame about this, you know, but like embarrassment and maybe, I don't know, a little bit of shame. Like, how did I let this happen? Kind of Absolutely. Like as a business owner, I'm like, dang, that was a big ball to drop. Right. Mm -hmm. But it totally happens. I think everybody somewhere along the way, especially in business has done something like that. But if you would have just held it in, it would have caused so much more angst in you. And you would have just been spiraling for who knows how long, but when you can actually articulate it, say it out loud and just be like, Hey, you know what? I messed up. I'm only human. Then it gives other people. So the women who are reading that email permission to be like, Oh, it's okay to make mistakes. Like Kim does Mm -hmm. too. I'm sure Mm -hmm. a lot of these women look up to you and they probably think like Kim never screws up. (laughs) And then, you know, when they see that you, that you're human, it's like, okay, you know, Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and hopefully, and I think that expressing it, and this is why I journal and why I talk about it because it just gives it a voice and now it doesn't have as much power over you. So kudos to you for doing that. It would have been easy just to dig your head in the sand or, you know, I still want like, like, you know what, forget it. I don't really need to launch this. (laughs) I'm going back to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, Marcia, that's as long as you get off the hook. Let's hear an embarrassing moment. (laughs) Okay, so I have like an embarrassing moment and then I have a moment like what happened to you. So, and I always forget about this embarrassing moment. It just pops up in my mind every so often. So when I was in college, I was dating this guy and I really, really liked him. And obviously it didn't last, but I was, yeah, super enamored by this kid. And he invited me to go visit his family. So he was from Oregon, which is where I went to school and his family lived a couple of hours away. So 
we, you know, get in the car, we drive and we met them for dinner. So they had already been there and we were going to be getting there too late. So we didn't have dinner with them. It was just like, oh, we're going to show up, say hi, and then we'll go back to the house with you. Well, we get there and they are all pretty much drunk. So I was the sober one and they asked me to drive their car home. So one of the cars was like a big suburban and I had never driven a car that big. And I was so nervous. Like to this day, I do not like driving other people's cars, probably because of this traumatic experience, (laughs) but, uh, it was just, it's always something that makes me nervous. So I was just nervous going into it and it, and also like trying to put on a show because I never met these people before. And it's your boyfriend who you really like, you want to make a good impression. So I'm like, okay, sure. I'll drive your car home. And it was his brother, his brother's wife. I want to say like one or two of their kids were in there and they lived on a, like a very windy road. So it was a windy road. It was dark. And (laughs) I drove the car into a ditch. Like I was, I was basically, I took this turn to sharply and the car (laughs) went into a ditch Oh my gosh. Like luckily it didn't, it didn't roll or anything like that. Like, um, was it so, so bad? Like you drove into a ditch and needed to get a tow truck to get out? No, 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 no tow truck. But like I drove it into a ditch and I was like, <laughs> uh, sorry. That's <laughs> not the road. Remember. Like it's so traumatic at that point. Like, I don't even remember what happened afterwards. Did I end up driving at home? I, I can't remember. So uh, yeah. And then I was just going to pretend like it didn't happen. So I was like, can you please not tell Riley? Like, please don't tell him. They're like, no, no, don't worry. We won't. But there were scratches on the car. So someone told somebody and the next day they're like, we know what you did. <laughs> it was, it was did. awful. Um, yeah. So that was embarrassing. And then recently, oh gosh, I hate even talking about this, but as you guys know, I've, I've discussed it a couple of times now. I have taken on an opportunity with Nutrition Dynamic, which is my coach's nutrition company. And he did not give me the invite. I basically said to him like, oh, I'll help you out with this. No problem. And he was kind of excited. So yeah, we ended up going or moving forward with it. And I've been in the role now for since November and it's been going really well. I enjoy it. And I had an incident because I do sales calls for them. I had an incident where I, because I mean, you guys know, I just want to help everybody, you know, like that's just who I am. I have a good heart and I just want to see people succeed and get better. So long story short, and I'm not going to get into the details. I had a conversation with this woman and I essentially like overstepped a boundary that I should not have. And I really didn't think anything of it at the time. And, uh, I scheduled a follow-up call with this girl, like everything, you know, seemed okay. And then I really didn't think anything about it. She also ghosted the follow-up call. So there's that. <laughs> um, and then a couple days later, I had just gotten off a call and I, I looked down at my phone and I have a DM from Vince and he was, irate. Like I know Vince gets really mad. He's never gotten mad at me. I've never seen it, but he was, he basically, you know, shared this screenshot from this girl that I had talked to and telling him about the conversation that we had. And he's like, this is not okay. You like you crossed the boundary. I have a zero tolerance policy for this. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I I literally just said, I'm sorry. I fucked up. Mm -hmm. And, and we'll get into, you know, kind of how you recover from things, but 
he was like, we're going to have to have a conversation about this. So give me, so I tried calling him. I called him like three times, you know, because it, you have that feeling that like anxiety feeling that pit in your stomach, the tightness in your chest. And I was like, what have I done? Like mm-hmm. I everyone knows I care about this relationship so much. Um, and, and I really was enjoying the, the role. So I was like, well, <laughs> I'm on the chopping block. Like that didn't last long. And then there was like the embarrassment, the shame, all of the things like mm-hmm. so many emotions. Um, and I know that like, it's, he did not answer and it's a good thing that he didn't answer. Cause I know he would have been really like worked up and that conversation likely would not have gone well. So he asked me for some days, you know, in times where I could talk and I didn't, I gave him some, I didn't hear back. So now I have, you know, that night, the next day, like not hearing from him and just the mind spiraling, like, what is he going to say? What's going to happen? This is so embarrassing. Um, yeah. And then I, I ended up (laughs) getting a message the next morning from my, uh, basically the leader of the sales team. And she was asking me for, my sales calls. Cause we're supposed to record them. And I was like, Oh, he went and told her like, they're going to listen to the sales call. The sales call, uh, that I had with this girl was the only one that was not recorded. So now it really looks bad on my part. Anyways, like I came clean, I came clean to her and she's like, you know what, this stuff happens. Like I can't say for sure what he's going to do, but like, we'll talk about it. Don't worry. So everything ended up working out and I still had not heard from him though. And I was on a podcast and on Friday morning and I get a call like from him. And so then my, I start freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't answer this call. I want to talk. So anyway, he had a time to cool off and I was able to just, you know, tell him what happened. And he's like, yeah, you know, you definitely messed up, but this happens and we know that your heart was in it. We know that it was coming from the right place. So, you know, we'll let it slide. And, and that was it, but, oh gosh, the thought of letting someone down that you really care about is just mm. tough. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. It is the worst. Yeah. Well, Mars, I'm sorry that happened. And yeah, we're going to talk about how do we recover from these things? Totally. Uh, that's where we're heading with this conversation. Katie, what do you, you have know- for us? My most cringeworthy, embarrassing moment that still sticks with me. It's so interesting how it sort of mirrors things both of you have said. Like Kim, for you, you know, you you talked about still sort of being new in this whole endeavor when you think about like the scope of your career. Mm-hmm. And Marcy, for you, yours has to do with like the beginnings of sales. And for me, my cringeworthy moment that still sticks with me was from my early days of sales. I used to work for a winery. It was a a pretty high profile position for someone at such a young age, that was just the way the program worked. They really kind of put you through the ringer and gave you a lot of responsibility. And the problem was I didn't have a high level of maturity, or at least I had the the level of maturity of like a 23 year old girl and not like the 42 year old woman I am today. So I look back in hindsight and I'm like, what an idiot, but really like it was who I was at the time. And basically I don't need to go into all the detail. I got caught in a lie. So I told someone who worked for me that they could skip an event. And then when my boss asked why that person wasn't there, I lied and said, he had a family emergency, which like is in my mind again, stupidity. Like why? Like I had no reason to lie. I, in the moment when I told the person who worked for me, they didn't have to go. I really thought it wasn't that big a deal and they didn't have to go. But then when my boss asked me about it, suddenly I was like, oh shit, that was a big deal. I better make sure there's a big deal to explain the reason why I I said he didn't have to go. 
And it completely blew up in my face. And Marcy, as you were talking about like the waiting and the waiting, Mm -hmm. I still have like, I still get anxiety rising up in my chest thinking about the waiting. Like I got called down to the office, which was in another state. Um, It took a couple days. I had like, I didn't know if I was going to lose my job. I had a couple other um, people in the chain of command that I had to talk to. So again, like word got out that I literally got caught in a lie, like, There was just no other way to dice it. There was no like, oh, there was a misunderstanding. It was like, no, Katie lied. And so that to this day still haunts me that I made that mistake and that it became so public because let's be honest, we've all done things before and we're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. Thank God I didn't get caught. Right. Yeah. But that time I got caught and um, let's just say nothing like that ever happened again in my professional career. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Brutal, brutal. It's pain. Brutal. Really, it's painful. It brutal. Yeah. Because, wow. I mean, like, we, I make mistakes <sighs> all the time. Like, for instance, a more recent mistake I've made on on internet on on like the socials on like the Instagram platform. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much an open book. And so I don't have a lot of secrets or if I make a mistake, I tend to just put it out there. But I reviewed a new flavor for um, G2G, and they hadn't released a new flavor. Turns out they just changed the name. And like, I, I didn't know that they changed the name. And when it landed at my doorstep, I was like a new flavor. I'm so excited. So I went on the stories and I made a really big deal and it's so delicious. And then like oh an hour later, I'm like, I get a, a, you know, a DM from someone. They're like, I think they just changed the name from this to that. And I was like, I'm an asshole. Like I felt like oh. such a jerk. Cause it's like, I didn't, I didn't stop long enough. I was just so busy, like on to the next thing, do the next thing that it didn't even occur to me. And it just, it's like, as an ambassador, as a representative, you'd like to think that, you know, what's going on. Right. Um, and that day I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's terrible. Katie. That's terrible. Oh gosh. Right. It's, like, just, it's terrible to hear. Like I cringe for you, but then I also laugh and I'm like, wow, oh. we all do these things. I, we yeah, these things. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a drinker, but I could have used a shot before this conversation, quite frankly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Me either. I'm not a drinker. I'm like, I, I feel like this could be the day I start. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about recovery, ladies. Yes. It's a hard thing. And especially like those first moments when you realize, wow, I've messed up. You can spiral to a place of like, why bother? Right. That's a definite option. You can, you can get to a place of really bad self-talk of like, I'm such a screw up and I never do the right thing. And why do I always do this? Right. You can go there or you can try and go somewhere different. Marcy, Mm -hmm. what do you do to recover and how do you help your clients recover? Let's like turn it into like the fitness and nutrition space. When somebody is just like, wow, I just really, I'm not happy with how I'm not happy with how I did this. Like I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. It take hundred percent ownership of it and ownership, radical responsibility. And I speak my truth. I say out loud what happened to like, if it's a situation with another person, like the one that I was talking about, it's like, yeah, I, I did that. And I'm sorry. So if I was, you know, hurting somebody else, so if my actions had caused any type of harm, then yes, I am going to take ownership because I used to do this where I would 
turn it around on the other person, point the finger, place the blame, you know, not put the, the onus on me. And in the moment it feels okay. But, you know, from an integrity side of things, like in the back of your head, you're, you're kind of like, no, that really was my problem. You know, like I was the one that dropped the ball on that, or I was the one that car- caused the harm. So it was a little bit of like gaslighting. I used to do this with my mom all the time. So she would get upset with me. And then I'd be like, well, yeah, but it's because you did this. Mm-hmm. And, and then she would feel, you know, not seen or heard or understood, whatever you want to say. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, like I feel better in the moment because I made her feel bad, but then at the end of the day, I'm like, no, that was, I should not have done that. So yeah, just take ownership of the situation. Apologize if you need to. Mm-hmm. And what I call clean up your side of the street. So that always makes you feel a lot better. And like with my clients, for example, and this is really great timing because I got a voice message from one of my clients right before we started recording that I listened to and she fell off track this weekend. And she and I, we communicate at least a couple of times per week. She'll send me check-ins just like, oh, here's how I'm doing, how the week's going. And I didn't hear from her. And sometimes like when I, when you don't hear from someone, you know, that it's not because things are going well, it's because something happened and maybe they don't want to own up to it. Uh, and I will get in my head or I'm like, oh, I should really reach out. And then I forget. So I heard from her this morning. She's like, yeah, you know, here's what happened. And it would have been really easy just to hold that inside and not take ownership, but that would have likely you know, made her feel guilty. So I think she probably feels so much better because she did tell me what happened. And now we can come up with a game plan to work around it, like to develop a strategy so that, okay, the next time you are in the situation, what are we going to do? So hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah. 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 That's, that's some good advice there. Katie, what do you have? I agree with Marcy that owning your mistake is, is, is the first part. And to me, the second part of that is is a sincere apology. And this is something I'm working on with my kids. There's a difference between an apology and a sincere apology. And for me, it comes down to sentiment. And I think back to when I was sitting in the office and I had all of these supervisors, you know, coming in on a panel and talking to me about everything. And I literally broke down into tears and it was horrible because obviously in the professional industry, in the beverage industry, it's male dominated. I didn't like to point out the fact that I was a woman to begin with there. I was crying, but then one of them said to me, Katie, I really appreciate the sentiment. And that sentence stuck with me. And I still use that sentence with my kids because if somebody says, sorry, and I can tell there's no emotion involved or no true care behind it, that's as good as nothing at all. I really want a sincere apology. And I think sentiment comes with a sincere apology and you don't have to express it with tears, but sincerity, Kim, it sounds like you really built that response, that sincere response into that email that you followed up with. And that I'm sure meant something to people. And then at the end, when you do reflect on it and, and, and you, and you cringe and die a little bit inside every time, obviously, um, <laughs> You either get the result you want or the lesson you need out of every decision, right? And Mm. so find the lesson, (laughs) find the lesson, pull it out, dissect it, really sit with it, meditate on it. It doesn't feel good, but as time goes on, it, you are going to benefit from taking that opportunity to really, you know, peel back the situation and find the lesson you need. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one for me. Um, and that's what I was expressing in this email to people is, you know, if you find yourself in this situation right now, like I am, like you're just highly disappointed in yourself. And how did I drop this ball to remember 
that to be really successful in whatever it is you're trying to do, you don't need to get it all right all the time. Right. And it's very likely you won't get it all right all the time. Like I certainly don't in business clearly. And, uh, I didn't, you know, when I have, when I'm talking about my health goals, I don't get it all right. Mm -hmm. And it's something I actually like when I work with people, um, in my course, we talk about the idea of, I I let them know, like right up front, it's one of the first things we talk about, like, you're not going to get to the end of this without doing things that were not part of the plan. Like you're going to have moments where you're like, wow, that that's not what I wanted to do. That's not what I set out to do. Like I really screwed up and that's just how it goes. And like you said, Katie, you either, you know, you achieve the success or you achieve, you learn the lesson that you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the process. So I really think in those moments where you're tempted to just like, be like mean girling yourself and I'm such a screw up. And why did I do that? And why didn't I just do what I was go? Why didn't I catch it? Or why didn't I do the thing I was going to do? I think it's important to take a deep breath and remind yourself why you're doing whatever this thing is. Like when I was really upset on Sunday and I was just like, screw it. I'm not doing this at all. Like I had to like remind myself, like, why do I, why do I do this? Like, I clearly care about this. I've been working on it for months. Like, why do I do this? You know, and remind myself like, okay, I run this program because it's a way for me to help more people. And I really like, you know, I like the way that, um, this business model works in my life too. And so I had to really remind myself. And then I asked myself, all right, if you scrap all this and you're like, I'm not doing these courses anymore. Like, where will you be? Like, what is that what you want? Like, what will the result of that be? Is that going to have me in a month being like, well, maybe, maybe that is what I want. Right. And when it's not so emotion fueled. And I really think it's the exact same way when we're talking about health and fitness. So in the moment when you're like, great. So like I went out Friday night and it wasn't the night that I was going to have pizza. I was like, it's not was in my calories and you did it. There is that temptation to be like, fine, screw it. Like I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to try and lose weight anymore. And you can keep eating all the things for several days. Eventually what's going to happen. If that was really your goal, if your goal really is like, I want to get in shape, you're again, eventually going to have that moment. You're like, no, wait, I really do want to do that. And then you're further set back if you let yourself wallow too deep, right? Like, and I'm not saying wallow, like I believe me, I fully have felt the feelings all about my mistake the other day. So I'm not saying don't feel your feelings, but base what you do next on what you actually want because you're gonna come back to it and you don't wanna set yourself back further. So really reminding yourself of why you're doing this thing and then asking yourself, all right, what is one thing I could do right now to help me feel back in my power? Like what is one thing I can do, one step in the direction that's going to get me heading back where I want to be. And for me, it was writing that email. And then after the email, what I really wanted to do was just go to bed, but I knew I had other important things that had to happen for this launch. And so I was just like, I'm going to write my to-do list and I'm going to pick the easiest thing to get done just so I can feel like, all right, I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. I haven't set myself back. And so that's what I would suggest to you ladies listening. If you're like, I just went out, I haven't exercised in a week and I never doing this again when you like take that breath and you're like, all right, I really do want to get in shape. What's one thing I can do. I can calendar my workout um, for later this evening when I get home for work and I can put my workout clothes in my car so that I'm going to do it. Right. Or I'm going to like get up right now and go for a walk, pick one thing you can do to get yourself back in your power. Mm-hmm. Yep. I call it action over anxiety. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's really true. That's what it is. Like you get yourself in motion heading towards your goal again, and it can really help ease that anxiety rather than sitting and stewing in the anxiety. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, talking badly to yourself. Yeah. Movement right, really does move energy too. Mm-hmm. whatever yeah. the energy is in your body. If you can just move a little bit, even if you just move your, env- change your environment, I think mm-hmm. that can be helpful too in the moment. 
Yeah. And the last thing that I want to say is just the thought reframe. So oftentimes when we screw up, we have that negative self-talk. So that inner critic that comes up and Mm -hmm. says, oh, you're a failure. You're not good enough. Why do you even try? You know, here you are slipping up again and you have to take a step back, you know, really breathe and just say, all right, is that thought true? Like, do Mm -hmm. I like literally have evidence to support that thought? And it's like, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm human. I'm still practicing. I'm not going to get this right on the first try, but I have so much evidence of other areas in my life where I have been successful. I have done the hard thing. I have overcome challenges like this. And and that was probably something that was difficult at first too. So Mm -hmm. this is no different. So yeah, catch the thought, notice it. Remember that it is not you. Thoughts are just things like clouds Mm -hmm. in the sky. They come, they go, but you have the power to not believe it and to shift the one to, or to shift, shift the thought, excuse me, to one that is more powerful, like Kim said, and that is going to allow you to take that action in the right direction because thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions. So change the thought, then you will change the feeling, and then you can take the next or do the next right thing. Love it. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect place to end Marcy. All right. Thanks so much for being here with me today, ladies and talking with me. It always, it makes me feel better even to keep talking about this ridiculous mistake I made. And if you're listening to this and you are a woman over 40 and you're like, wait, what is fitter after 40? Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. I promise the, pro- the program is amazing. <laughs> I don't screw up coaching it. Coaching is my zone of genius. Email sequences are not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.